welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast, where we interview influential leaders who learn the why and how they turn their passions into progress that set them on the path to leaving their legacy. Welcome into this special episode number 25 as we throw back Thursday to some of our favorite episodes so far this season. And we're going all the way back to episode three to listen to Chris and Mikey Goode of Recipes That Crock. They have an incredible story. They live and work together. They're husband and wife. They make an awesome team. They have a ton of talent, travel the country in, in their fifth wheel cooking recipes and exploring this great country that we live in. They also take time to serve in their local community. And uh, and we're just excited for some of the people that have joined our podcast late into the season. We're excited to bring you this episode. Again, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We've seen thousands and thousands of people listening, and we've got a lot of fun things planned uh, in the next season that's coming up in October. Uh, so stay tuned. Welcome into the Leadership Legacy Podcast. I'm here with Chris and Mikey Goode. Uh, recipes that crock and goodness gracious and uh, we've been working uh, with with them for about five to six years they have a passion for food and now travel which is awesome and I can't wait to talk to them about that and they have a podcast that's going into season two um, so I'll be interested, interested to hear all about that and just what they're up to so uh, Chris and Mikey thank you so much for for joining me today thanks for having us Awesome. Awesome. Well, like I said, it's been about five or six years that uh, uh, even Par Solutions has been helping uh, with your websites and everything. And it's been fun to see the, the change and not necessarily the change, but just the progression of, of, of where you where you started or where we came in and where you were to where you are now taking this on the road kind of and uh, and, and uh, having a new adventure. So I'm excited to hear all about that. Uh, but first, I want to kind of uh, throw it back a few years ago and, and start out with um, why, why did you decide to do uh, this blogging thing? Uh, how did you get this job? <laughs> well, um, I think at, at the first, I just fell in love with blogging um, just in general. Whenever I discovered that I had always worked in some form of traditional media, even if I was um, like, I did the school newspaper in college and that kind of thing. But then um, even in my professional career, I was always finding myself doing newsletters and those kinds of things um, and writing articles and those kinds of things. But then whenever I discovered blogs as being self-published, and um, being able to reach an audience without multiple layers of approvals and all that kind of thing. I just really fell in love with that. And I fell in love with also um, being able to just tell stories online. And so that was during, uh, that was about 2009. Um, I just started uh, just do I hadn't set out to be a food blogger by any means. I was just sharing 
our life story and all that kind of stuff. And then pretty soon I started realizing that recipes really connected with people. And so I started doing more and more recipes. And then I believe it was 2013, I think, if I remember correctly, um, I really started thinking this could be um, the main source of what, what we're doing um, or what I'm going to do professionally. And so that's when I launched Recipes at Croc because people were coming to goodness gracious for Crock-Pot recipes. And so um, we were really... I was just really trying to think of uh, the kind of website I would like to go to to get um, to get slow cooker recipes. And so that's when Recipes at Crock was born. And I hired my sister to come on full time to work with me to help me create that site. And then about three years ago, I think, we launched the YouTube channel which was Mikey's kind of portion of it where he kind of, cause one of the things we learned early on with people is that cooking can be pretty intimidating for some folks. And so um, one of the ways that we like to break down those barriers are having easy recipes for people to be able to have um, success in the kitchen. And so the YouTube channel kind of became an extension of that where Mikey showed people how easy it was um, because where I'm the person who's always cooking on the website, Mikey would take the recipes from the website and um, show people that he could figure it out so they could too. Um, and that was, that was about three years ago, mm -hmm. I think. <laughs> and now here we are today. So I, I don't know if there's something more you were wanting, but um <laughs> That's kind of that's kind of the progression of how how things have gone. He's been it, this past fall, he actually quit his job and came on full time with the team too. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was gonna I was gonna kind of ask that um, ask that question. I mean, um, Mikey, you talk about being in the railroad industry for such a long time, and you know it's a pretty good industry and uh, something that's a stable job. And uh, I always like to, especially with a husband and wife team, I like to you know try to understand that dynamic and um, you have, you have that safety blanket of having that full-time job and those benefits. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, how, how hard of a, of a decision was that for y'all or was it one of those things where God just kind of slapped you on the head and said, go ahead and do this. I've got you. Don't worry about it. My, my, my best answer for that, Tony is yes. <laughs> Both. <laughs> so, it, was a, it was an extremely difficult decision. You're right. The railroad uh, career I remember when I first started on the railroad 17 years ago, uh, about a year and a half into it, I, I, I had come from a law enforcement background. I thought, man, I want to I go back and try to be a cop again. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys that I'd worked with asked me, he said, How, and this was an old, we called him old head, someone with a lot of seniority, a lot of years on the railroad. And the guy said, how, how, uh, how long have you been wearing the railroad? And I said, about a year. He goes, well, if it's been over a year, you're done because you'll never do anything else. You're in this industry for life. And that stuck with me for a long time. But I, as we got into the career, you know, 10, 15 years into it, I, I, I just, I, there wasn't a passion for it like there was what Chris was doing. And we talked about, um, you know, is there, is there a way where I could, you know, where I could work with her and do what we're doing? And then that's when we started the YouTube channel. And uh, just three years into it, we just decided, you know, uh, there's a lot of stability with the railroad, but um, 
the railroad's not what is going to cover us. You know, it, it, what you just said, you know, God, God's with us every day and, and, and he's the one who's taking care of us, whether it's with a railroad career, uh, a, a great business with the blog or, you know, if, if need be, I'll go open up a hot dog stand somewhere on our travels. You know, it's, you know, cause it's really, it's not about money. It's about just like you said, a passion for what you're doing. Exactly. I think I think the YouTube channel really began to help us realize that um, that our passion was to help feed people beyond food. Yes. And when we discovered that, it kind of just took off for us personally. So um, one of the big things with the with the website has always been encouragement, encouraging people in the kitchen that they can cook because a lot of people don't don't always have that kind of confidence and I think the YouTube took it even a further step and we decided we realized that um that if the internet can be a pretty negative and uh, negative place if you let it be it can really drag you down it can it can be a place where people spend lots of time that doesn't have a positive impact and we were discovering that through our community that we were developing there that we could make a difference in that in in people's just everyday lives by creating a place where we could have an encouraging word where we could have a good time where um yeah we're going to share recipes but hopefully they'll leave us more full both um from a standpoint of food but then also beyond food yeah, I love that. I love being able to use uh, passion for for a purpose. I mean, we all we're all called yeah. to a higher purpose, and we all have we all have talents and abilities that God's given us. And to be able to use those in a way that you you get to drive your day, you get to make the decisions that what you're going to do that day. Um, being able to own your own business and uh, being able to make those decisions that impact other people, you don't have to. And I'm not saying this, you don't have to answer to somebody because we all answer to God. Um, but you have the ability yeah. to make change. You have that, you have the ability to set the vision for your company. And that's, that's such a level of freedom. Um, yeah. One of the things that, that you talk about in, in this, in your latest podcast episode is this new motto that you're coming, that you've decided to go with laugh often, eat good food and speak life. Could you kind of just briefly, you know, talk about, why you decided to go with with that motto and and what each one of those kind of means to means to you both sure i think what we realized is as our channel had developed and and i think we're 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 also working that motto into all the different parts of what we're doing um because we we kind of had this aha moment because ultimately we our goal and what what's driving us is fed beyond food and so there are lots and lots of places for people to get recipes online and and that's great if that's what they're looking for but we wanted to signal that we are trying to do a little bit beyond that and so in the YouTube world, you'll see people a lot of times close out their videos with kind of their little motto of what they hope to inspire people with. And so 
we just started discussing, you know, what is, what is it that our channel has always kind of been about, but then also where do, what vision do we have for it? And those are the three components that we believe our community um, comes to us for. And then also what we're really passionate about providing. And so uh, laugh often is, is kind of obvious and I'll, I'll let you Mike has brought so much humor to my audience that I had developed prior to the YouTube channel and then he, through the YouTube channel he's he's brought some laughter into folks lives so I, I think Tony it's <clears throat> when we when we kind of talked about the podcast and the new vision for it um we definitely want to be real there's nothing fake or uh, the most uh, we always talk about the most scripted that we've done is we'll sit down and have a meeting and say okay what are we going to say during this podcast and we'll kind of you know do a layout of you the know touch point. yeah the touch points of it but that's the most we script anything it's we we're kind of just on the fly with with jokes and humor and you know the most scripted thing out there is the recipes but we we decided to model this by saying what are we about what you know what's our marriage about what's you know because again we're feeding people beyond food and so we're like well we, we like to laugh we think laughter's good we definitely want to have you know have good food i like to eat i don't know if you know that about me or not <laughs> uh, if you met me you understand that um but uh and then but the main thing and the, the motto that we've had for a long time in our marriage has been to speak life yeah and you know, and when you to speak light into a dark world uh, is, you know, kind of a deeper way of saying it, but we, we like to speak life into people. And when we started getting responses back and emails back from people that, um, you know, that they were thanking us for, you know, some, you know, that we had people that were in a depression. We had people that have our bedridden with chronic pain and things like that. And I had a, I just brought up a, a message that I got from a lady. Um, and she says, I don't know what to say except thank you. It's not about the food. I came here to see what new recipes that you put up on since the last time I watched. Long story, I've been suffering from chronic pain. And so I've been trying to get a break from frozen dinners. The only thing that she could do was use a crock pot. And she said, with tears in my eyes, I just want to say that I thank you for you and your wife and, for, and for all, you know, with all my heart for putting a smile on my face for about 20 minutes and making me laugh. And that, I think that really struck a chord with us that oh my gosh you know we might be cooking some good dishes we might you know we're having some fun in the kitchen but it's more than just you know showing somebody how to cook a, a pot roast you know so you know some people there this might be their only source of joy that they get through the day this might be their only source of laughter and when we when we saw that it's like well we know what direction that we're going to take this Totally and totally. And then, of course, eat good food boils down to um, it. We want to encourage people in the kitchen. We've noticed a lot of people say that either they have uh, someone in their life that's told them they can't cook or that someone's themselves. And so we right. just want to encourage people that they can make something good, too. And seeing that happen for folks. Um, is is amazing to see them say, I didn't think I could cook, but this turned out amazing. My husband's so surprised or um, my wife really enjoyed this. And so we just want to be a source of encouragement because everybody's, everybody's got to eat. <laughs> and yeah. so the kitchen, the kitchen is an easy place to encourage people and 
help uh, make a difference in their daily lives. Um, and then Seek Life comes from um, comes from a Toby Mac song, um, and it is a um, it is it's one of those things that we personally for years have lived that way. And Seek Life, if you know his song, comes from um, a Brennan Brennan Manning quote that says that in essence. I, I'm not quoting the quote uh, off the top of my head, but the, it boils down to that our words either build people up or they tear people down. And so we want our words to build people up. And so um, that is not the Brennan Manning quote. I think um, I have it right there. <laughs> In every encounter, we either give life or we drain it. There is no neutral exchange. That is the Brennan Manning quote that Toby Mac based his song, Speak Life, um, off of. And that's something that we've said to our community all along is that, you know, our community is going to be about building each other up. There's enough places to go online to tear people down. Yep. So, <laughs> so that's kind of the three um, components of the new motto that we're just kind of, we're building it into all the different places. Um, slowly but surely all the different places that we are online but it's something we're very passionate about and um, again it goes back to feeding folks beyond food exactly I love that <clears throat> I absolutely love that and I mean especially in the speaking life part I mean as, as parents um, if you got miss ad I have I have three girls you know be, you know it it can be so easy to, to speak death uh, in, in a moment of frustration or in a moment of, of just utter chaos in the house or in the camper, wherever you may be. Um, and yeah. you're intentional about speaking life. I mean, the, the, I have seen it in, in our house and I know you probably have too. If you speak a word of death, it can change the mood for months, years. Whereas if you were to speak life, it could change the, the mood for a lifetime. Um, and you can speak death into somebody and not mean it and, and, you know, completely change the trajectory of that person's life. And so I, I love what you're doing uh, with your channel and with your audience and uh, in, in speaking life and, and incorporating that not only into just your channel and into your content, but also into, into your personal lives and being just transparent and, and genuine, uh, I think has, has, has been one of the, the, uh, one of the factors that has really kind of blown blown your channel up and blown your 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 audience up is people people want to see and people want to feel connected to people that are real they don't want this fake you know the the, t, the tv shows and movies are you know are great for for what they are but there's a lot of dis disconnection there and when somebody can come to your channel and really get to know you um, especially that the the first few episodes of just talking about your backstory, I would listen to those, you know, on the way to the airport or uh, or whatever, and um, and just really, even though I've been working with y'all for you know five or six years, really just just couldn't wait to click on the next episode because I just wanted to continue to hear your story because it's so genuine and it's so there's no you know trying to trick people. Hey, come listen to our blog. We want to we want to get all the advertising money from you as possible. It's so much more than that. <laughs> but um, so in all of that, we still do have to deal with customers. 
Um, and for you, yeah. it's more viewers and, and people, you know, replying to recipes on your blog. And uh, sometimes people are, you know, people are angry that they can't do something or, you know, they have a disagreement <laughs> with a recipe item, you know, a, an ingredient or something. So we're all yeah. in customer service, no matter what we do. What, what are mm -hmm. some of the most important skills that y'all have found that matter when, when dealing with those customers? Uh, unhappy ones? Is that what you mean? <laughs> unhappy and happy. I mean, I, okay. I guess happy customers are a lot easier to deal with. Um, but uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I think, I think a couple things. One, I think I, you know, I, I don't know the statistic or even the quote that it all boils down to, but um, it's a lot easier to remember the negative than it is the positive. And that's one of the things um, that I always try to remind myself. And even um, sometimes what I'll do is when I get some really good um, something really sweet or poignant, like what Mike pulled up from someone where it's like, oh, this is why we do this. I like to save those so that I can read them when I'm having it, especially down week where somebody's like really, really, really unhappy with three recipes on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I always, I'm like, I think number one, the thing that I try, because most of the people who are really, really upset haven't even tried the recipe. They're upset about something else like if something has went wrong with the recipe like we go into the mode of trying to help people figure that out and try you know and try and figure out but it's also really difficult because again i'm not standing in someone's kitchen and watching and seeing what may have went wrong or like oh we could have communicated this better kind of thing so yeah. so that's all it's always kind of like a difficult situation to kind of figure out but for the most part most of the angry emails or comments or things like that, you can tell, um, have really very little to do with uh, <laughs> the recipe itself. Um, you know, yeah, it can be someone. And they're just. Yeah, well, you, you and, so, and that's, I think that's, that. one, yeah, that's the thing that we, I often say to, uh, you know, it's me. Aunt Lou is my sister and, and Mike is when somebody is like railing hard or like sticks you really hard sometimes you just got to take a deep breath and say okay if three recipes on the internet push this person to be this mean it probably wasn't about the recipe to begin with it probably wasn't about even whatever it is we've done it's like something else is going on because like really the response does not match whatever the uh the offense that that they believe has occurred yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow so a, a lot of times it's take a deep breath um it's take a deep breath take a moment respond to it later when you're when it doesn't when you don't have that initial sting um, I think, I think that's one of the skills and because I think early on what happened, um, back when it was just goodness gracious, back even before recipes at crock, I mean, people would send something mean and, you know, I have, I've written my whole life. Um, and so 
uh, and they call the word sword for a reason. And so I would find myself writing these super intense, witty responses to like somebody who said something that was over the line and I was just going to smack back. Yeah. And I would say things that, but what ended up happening is part of the time people would respond back just shocked that the internet like actually spoke back to them. <laughs> yeah. And then part of the time it would just go and get nastier. And then sometimes I wouldn't hear back from people at all, but every single time I felt awful after I did it because it wasn't, I was letting a stranger on the internet change who I was like, that's not who I don't normally go around using my words to tear people down. Um, and whenever somebody would poke at me and I would poke and I would swing back, it made me feel horrible because it wasn't me, me living with my values. And so then we started realizing that maybe that's not what I often say. I realized that goodness gracious wasn't being quite so gracious anymore. Yeah. And when that happened, I decided that I was going to stop doing that. And that I, I have a rule, like when I'm dealing with, uh, there's a difference between a complete troll, like somebody who's like, I mean, we, I've gotten awful messages before, like wishing cancer upon me, <laughs> stuff like that. Like, uh, that's totally true. Uh, but then there are just the people who are just really having a bad day and they're just being mean. Um, and, you know, I always try to respond in kindness, but also firm. So you will oftentimes, if that happens, see me say to them that I'm sorry that they're upset. I'm sorry, whatever has happened. Um, I'm sorry that they don't like, uh, they don't like my voice. I mean, like I get those, like we get all kinds of messages that they don't like this or they don't like that, that, um, that you know we hope but ultimately I'm positive but I'm also very firm in the fact that I'm not going to let them continue to be rude I often say that the blog and our YouTube channel is like our dinner table you're welcome to say no thank you and pass the dish but you're not welcome to sit there and throw a fit like mind your manners mind your manners at the dinner table so if you if you have if you don't like mushrooms that's fine, but you're not going to sit over there going, yuck, ew, gross, this is disgusting, oh my gosh, like, no, you don't do that at my dinner table, right. <laughs> and so, um, so anyhow, that's kind of how we approach it, and so I'm always very firm with folks that, you know, we realize that what we're doing is not everybody's cup of tea, and that is completely okay, and the really great thing about the internet is there are all kinds of places to get great recipes and so that we wish them that if they don't like what they're getting from our from us that we really truly do hope that they find something that they enjoy somewhere else on the internet that's not saying bye see you later that's saying it's up to you you can stay if you want to but and and we do, we want you to have a good time but if we're frustrating you or if you really just don't like something about us it's completely okay that you don't like something about us and there's other places for you to go so yeah. i think a lot of times kind of, yeah. 
And I think a lot of times people, number one, they don't realize what goes into putting a free recipe on the internet. I mean, it's not just <laughs> something you've, you've, you've tested it, you've tried it. Uh, a lot of people don't realize that for businesses like yours, I mean, that website is, is your source of income. It's your, you know, mm -hmm. how you're making a living and you're not going to do something to, you know, frustrate somebody on purpose i mean you're just trying to put out yeah. content you know as genuine as you can and, and like you said there's always going to be trolls there's always going to be people that are just trying to speak death into everybody um and so i like right. how, you know you noticed that uh back in the day with goodness gracious and 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 you know our words always hurt us more than they hurt the other people um mm -hmm. and so I, I love that uh, that you saw that transformation there and um I mean, just, I just, yeah. I love everything you're doing and the reason why you're doing it. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just a huge fan. I'm glad that y'all let me do business with you. <laughs> uh, yeah. But with, uh, so well, with, anyway, you, you this out in the business. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, this whole podcast thing and, and, and the YouTube thing, I mean, a lot of people don't understand what it takes. I mean, some people just think, Hey, just threw up a camera and you recorded something and you put it on the internet. Um, it's obviously yeah. a lot harder than that. What's the, what's the biggest challenge that, that y'all have seen in producing content <laughs> for the YouTube, for YouTube slash podcast? Cause it's kind of, you kind of do, um, you know, it, it's a little bit of the podcast, a little bit of YouTube. You kind of, you know, use the content in, in both areas. What's the, been the biggest challenge? Time. I think, yeah, time, time definitely is, is our biggest nemesis. Um, especially now that we are traveling um, in an RV and doing everything. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse because the RV uh, allows us to be able to cook on site anywhere, to tape on site anywhere. But also we, we often say that with an RV, everything takes 10 times as long, yeah. like normal life <laughs> takes mm -hmm. 10 times as long. So so there is a little bit of a trade-off, but it but it's awesome. But I will say time definitely, and I will think I think the other thing is um, managing um, people's expectations because um, it, and I am a I I am a YouTube consumer, meaning I watch YouTube like I think a lot of my audience does. Um, YouTube is my go-to when I want to watch TV at night. I watch YouTube. I don't like, I don't turn on, I only have a handful of shows other than what I tune into YouTube. So imagine that you are, you know, we all or a lot of people enjoyed friends um, back in the day. I'm probably dating myself, but you know, imagine if Friends didn't come on when Friends was supposed to come on, or, you know, Friends changed its format, or Friends, you know, so, like, that's what I watch on YouTube is similar to what I used to watch when I would tune in on Tuesday nights to watch, or Thursday nights to watch Friends. And not saying it's the same thing at all, but with that, we have built expectations with our, with our audience that we want to honor. And so um, <laughs> that means, 
that when we regularly have videos that are supposed to come out or a podcast that's supposed to come out, we really have to meet those expectations because we put those things out there for people. And that doesn't, and it doesn't matter that our uh, campsite Wi-Fi stinks and we can't upload the video. We've got to figure out a way to do that. And so that's been some of the, some of the challenges too, is both managing expectations of, okay, here's what the bottom line is of what we've got to provide because we've set that up for our audience. But then also, you know, being able to deliver on that with us traveling and all that kind of stuff has been a little, we're getting better at it, but um, it's, it's one of those things that we've had to manage. And then I think also just from a creation standpoint, you know, uh, with the time limitations, we've had to, we, our world continues to change, even if our audience's world doesn't change as much, meaning um, you know, like we started hearing from a lot of folks that they wanted a podcast. Well, we hadn't set out to start a podcast. We decided to do a podcast because that was one of the places that people were hoping that we would show up. So that meant that we had to add a whole other thing right. to what we were doing. And so that means something's got to give kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And so and like every time there's um, a new um, social media or there's a social media that we want to put more emphasis on, something's got to give somewhere um, from a time standpoint because, you know, we're still living our lives and that kind of thing. So time management, but then also um, resource management of having actual Wi-Fi with traveling. That's kind of a unique thing to what we do. But then also managing um, the expectations of our audience, because once you give somebody something um, in a certain way, there will be a group of people that will want it that way always. Don't change. Don't, mess don't ever it. change. Don't mess it. But the problem is that in order to keep up with what both what we want to do personally in our lives and then also what we want to do professionally as we develop the channel, like changing the motto and kind of creating, it's going to, there will be people that that won't meet their expectations. And then there'll be people that that will uh, like exceed their expectations. And so it's like ex expectation management. <laughs> I don't know if that's, yeah. that's, I think we just have to, we always have to be conscientious that we're not only impacting our lives, we're impacting other people's lives because we've, um, we've committed to being a part of their lives, but then also the appropriate boundaries there that, you know, we can't just, we can't live our lives just for our audience. Right. We have to do what's best for us and our family first, and then go down the line of of um trying to meet the expectations that we've clearly set out versus letting someone else dictate what those are um one of the great entrepreneurs that i follow his name is gary vaynerchuk he he says mm -hmm. document don't create um mm -hmm. and i love that and I love the, the, the way that all these different social media platforms allow us to have our content 
is you can document and not create. So not, and that's kind of right. like, don't worry about the quality, just get the quantity out there. And, you know, obviously you need to worry about the quality a little bit. Uh, people won't listen right. to you. Um, but being able to go live on Instagram or live on Facebook or just having stories throughout the day and documenting what you're doing, you know, just adds that extra layer on top of your podcast and your website. Um, and, and so I've, I've always just really loved that document, don't create. And that's one of the reasons this podcast started. So I just wanted to be able to talk to other business owners, other small businesses, people that are leaders in their community or in their families or in the church or, or whatever, and just, just kind of learn from them, you know, some of the things that they've learned as they started their business, as they, as they go about their lives, as they parent their kids. Um, and so I just, I just decided we're going to document that and the quality will, the, the contents, what's the quality and, um, you know, we'll worry about, you know, the, the fancy bells and whistles and, and stuff like that later. Totally. Progress, not perfection. That's yeah. one, one uh, of the things that, that we also go by, yeah. you know, it's, you're not going to be perfect from the get go. Um, we're definitely not perfect now in the, even three years into a YouTube channel relaunch and, uh, five years of recipes that crock you know we're not perfect by mm -hmm. any means but we're better than we were yesterday and we're definitely better than we were on day one mm -hmm. and you're going to change you're going to evolve you're going to adapt and it's, it's only going to make you better but just like you said you you and, and yeah I'm a big fan of Gary V as well um you know when he talks about crushing it uh that's another thing for people that want to start a business or a YouTube channel or a blog is you, you got to go out there and you got to crush it, which means you got to put in the time and you've got to put in the content right. daily is, or as, as often as you possibly can to make it better. That's the only way you get better. I oftentimes talk, I, I mentor, um, a lot of younger bloggers, um, younger in the sense of their sites are younger, um, and one of the things I'm always telling them is progress, not perfection, because here's the, the, the secret, especially in the world that we live in with social media content creation and well, web creation, website creation, YouTube creation or documentation, as Gary V would say, is even if you got it completely perfect today, like let's say in some world miracle everything is perfect today a year from now it's still not it's not going to measure up to the way the technology changes or the way now you need this size image on the website for pinterest or this size image for facebook everything it's a moving target so it is a it, perfection is a lie to begin with <laughs> it's not ever attainable and as soon as even if you were to attain what your vision of it is right now today after doing the work for a year you're always going to have things that you want to change from day one so that is like the it's a lie to um believe that you have to have all your ducks in a row before you get started because really the art comes from throwing it out there figuring out okay that worked that didn't now, progress is really important, too, though. Like, a perfect example of that is we, um, for our, um, our podcast relaunch, um, we, we actually ended up having to tape that twice because we, 
a large part of our podcast audience is on YouTube, which is why we videotape it and audio. Um, and um, our videotape, because we were in the RV and we were in a different uh, setting than what we normally were, the lighting was horrible for the level of lighting that we normally have. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was so bad, it was distracting for us. And so we decided to retake that because we knew that that was not the quality that either we expected or our audience expected, and that was distracting. Um, to have put that out would have not been progress for us because we knew we could do better. Like we had the tools, we had the equipment, we had just made the wrong decision on which camera to use and what to do with the lighting at that point. And so, but the final product of what actually made it on the channel, I'm sure a year from now, we're going to go, oh my gosh, the quality of that could have been so much better. But for what we have right now, the quality that actually went out is, is the level in which we can, we can, we can work now. But if we had put the first one out, I think we would have been disappointed in ourselves. I would have written an apology. <laughs> yeah. And so, so that's the bottom line is like progress, not perfection. It didn't, we know it's not perfect. It is by no means like perfectly lit or perfectly crisp or anything like that. But it also, um, it is true within what the level of expectation we had set. And so when it didn't meet that mark, we did go back mm -hmm. and re redo it. Um, but when it meets that mark, um, we don't beat ourselves up. There's too much to go on. I mean, I would hate it. it. You know, um, I don't like it when people ignore the content and criticize the delivery for things. And I'm just talking in my personal life. Like the content is always the most important part. And so that was my fear is that, uh, that our delivery would distract right. from our content. And so as long as the delivery is not distracting from the content, dude it's going out because we want to connect with our people that's the, our ultimate goal yeah yeah um <clears throat> i agree 100 percent. i mean you know you have to at some point you have to put your stuff out and uh, you know i'm, I'm always been a visual learner i mean i did okay in school i mean i graduated from college so i guess that's a, a, a i guess i <laughs> have some book smarts but you really don't learn you know anything by just reading books you really need to you know, try it out and test it out, put stuff out there and then critique yourself. And so um, I, I love that uh, progress, not perfection, because as you continue to progress, you're going to, you're going to perfect certain things. You're not, it's never going to be perfect, but um, you know, having the ability to, to try and fail and try again and fail and try again and fail and try again and fail is, is mm -hmm. how you learned. That's how you make yourself better. Just, I mean, I mean, everybody learned from Edison that, you know, he didn't get the first filament right. There were hundreds of different kinds until he finally found the perfect filament for a light bulb that worked. Right. That's what we're constantly doing. That's why the videos are going to change. The music within the videos change. The scenery changes. And part of that has to do to suit our needs of where we're at and what we're doing, where we're going. But then a lot of that is, you know, I think we could do this better if I, if I made this music happen. Or right. I think we could do this better if we, you know, we added this lighting or if we, you know, we, we're, we're constantly changing it because we want to build the best light bulb. We haven't got there yet, but. <laughs> yeah. 
I forget what the quote, who the quote is by, but there's a quote out there that like, if, if you want to reach your goal, my best advice to you is to double your failure rate. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you've just got to keep throwing things out there until you get there. Um, and, and I think that that's true. I mean, we're just, we, that, I mean, that's kind of what we do every day is, you know, this may work, this may not work, but we're going to keep trying. I mean, it's the same thing with recipe development too, is, um, you know, we test and test and test until we find the recipes that we want to share with our audience. Um, we fail, so they don't have to. <laughs> yeah, like so, yeah. Well, y'all have, you have a lot going on. I mean, you, you run a, you run a website, you run a, a YouTube channel, you run a podcast, you're traveling all over the country with a 10 year old and a camper. Um, so you have this <laughs> incredible journey going on. If yeah. you were to write a book on this journey, what would the title be? Oh Lord, have mercy. I think that's the title. <laughs> title. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I think it would have to be uh, laugh often, eat, eat good, good food, food speak big life. life, because I think that that's been the culmination of our journey. Um, last year was a learning experience for us because so much had changed. Um, like we we had been um, with the stability of the railroad and. Um, our daughter was in a hybrid school, which was half homeschool, half um, half at the center public school. Kind of, it was a unique program that we really loved, but it was changing. Um, just all kinds of changes were happening all at one time. To what to the point where at one point, I I mean, literally last fall, we threw our hands up and said, you know what? Okay, fine, let's change everything and and we got the RV and started traveling <laughs> so it, it's been a, it's been a ride but um but it's it's made life come alive and I think um living uh part-time from an RV and traveling while do, running our business and working together and homeschooling our child and and all the other components that come with that, uh, laugh often has become a very important key point to that because there are times where if you don't laugh, you're going to cry because... Like when you run out of gas in the middle of the Mojave Desert? Yeah, oh, like that. Last week, <laughs> last week, Tony, that happened. Oh, and, and so, or whenever, like literally every place in the RV that has water is leaking um, from frozen pipes from Indiana and you're in Texas and water is leaking everywhere and P.S. your cooking site and you kind of need water to be able to cook yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I mean but there's humor in all of that there's definitely documentation there Gary V. <laughs> there's documentation to be had on all of that um, so laugh often and you know and I think because that's something we're committed to that also gives other people permission to laugh at some of the less than desirable things that are happening in their lives too. Yeah. Um, and so there's that. Um, and then eat good food. Well, if we're going to write a book, it's going to have to have some recipes in it because that's yeah. kind of been the beginning of all of this. 
um, and and we've uh, we've been um, really thoroughly enjoying cooking recipes um, as we've been traveling and as our journey has went on. Um, and then Speak Life, I mean, we've already kind of talked about that, but that's also another big component about uh, leaving our relatively uh, large uh, four-bedroom house and shoving us all and all of our camera equipment and everything else and cooking equipment <laughs> in this little trailer and taking it all over the um, nation to crock the nation, as we say. Um, it, that we we better be speaking life to one another or we're going to drive each other crazy so yep. there's only so much so. there's only so many places you can go to hide from each other you can't go to your bedroom and lock the door i mean you can go into the bathroom no. there's like what two no. feet in there probably. <laughs> no 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 we were in gatlin or in uh, galveston last fall when we first started the this great good adventure as we call it um it was our big test run and we've got a a 32 foot trailer it's it's nice and it suits us for a, a family of three and a dog um thank goodness he's a little dog yeah but uh we pulled up next to where we parked at the the site right next to us uh there was a husband and wife and they had a i don't even know what we could call it, a pop-up it looked like a little little bitty u-haul kind of trailer it was it was just enough to squeeze in to sleep and uh, she said, you know, I used to have a trailer your size. And when we retired, we just went ahead and got the little bitty one. And about the size of a small bedroom is all it was. Mm -hmm. I mean, little. Wow. And I said, world, do you stand being that close with somebody all the time? She goes, well, I like that trailer, but I sit outside a lot. <laughs> yeah. <And it's, laughs> so we got lawn chairs outside. When, it, when it's time, we just go sit outside. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I admire the yeah. people that uh, me and my wife uh, follow these these travel bloggers uh, where, you know, they've gone from a class A to a class C to now they're in a van with three kids and a dog. And I'm like, how in the world uh, do that? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the person here. We have a minimalist mindset, but I don't I don't think you can get that minimal. <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh my goodness, no. Well, I have one more. I have one more question um, that I always okay. like to ask, and I think I know the answer to this uh, for, from y'all. But I always love to, to just hear it. Uh, what legacy do you want to leave uh, to your kids, to your to your audience uh, when it's all said and done, uh, when you're called home? What is what do you want that legacy to be? That we that we gave more light than darkness that we we spoke more joy than than anything else mm -hmm. there's enough negative in the world uh you can't flip on the news and and not see a bad story about anything and there's just too much of that and i don't want my daughter to grow up being negative about the world being negative about herself being negative about her abilities mm -hmm. that you can do it you can you could do whatever you want so you, some might do it better than others, but do what you want, but do it with joy. Do it to lead joy in somebody else's life. Cause it's not about us. It, it really is not. We got enough. We got enough. We're happy. You know, we're, our marriage is great. We've got a godsend of a daughter and a cute little dog. So we're good, <laughs> but we want, we want to give joy to somebody else. We're not perfect. Right. We're, we're not fake at all. 
we're not perfect, but we want to share the joy that's in our life, you know, whether it's with food or music or something dumb that I did in the kitchen and burnt myself, you know, we want to give joy to somebody else. And that, I think to me, that's the legacy that I want to leave is, man, they sure made me happy. Yeah. I think that there, that you can live a different way that, you know, that trudging through life, like sometimes life can be hard. Sometimes, especially life online can be hard, but there is a different way to, that you can approach it. Um, and that it not only makes your life better and those around you, it can impact your family. It can also impact your community because you choose to be, um, be um, a fountain, not a drain. Right. And, and we are, I mean, we're definitely a Christian household. And, uh, but when there's different ways, I guess, to show what you believe in. And I think that if we just live it, if we live our lives Mm -hmm. the way we believe it, you know, I think that's going to attract more people to say, why are they so happy? You Mm -hmm. know, and, and ultimately, I mean, that, that's our call. That's our, 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 our obligation, I guess, as a Christian is, you know, where's that source of joy at? And then I'm happy to say, you know, that our source of joy comes straight from Jesus. And, but without, I mean, think about it. If you, if you're walking down the street, somebody walked up to you and says, Hey, sir, do you believe in Jesus? I don't care if you're the most Bible believing man in the world, it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, you know, and it's probably going to turn you off. But if we live our lives with that joy and it just comes out of us like it does, then somebody's going to look at that and say, where are they getting that joy from? And then they find it and then they have it and then they give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that's the way we want to live it. Yep. Amen. I love it. Um, y'all are such an inspiration to me. I know that somebody that's going to be listening to this uh, podcast is not only going to be inspired to, to start their own <clears throat> podcast and start their own website, but they're going to be inspired just to speak life and, and to live a better life. And so again, I thank you so much for your time. Um, I hope y'all have uh, a safe uh, camping week and that nothing goes wrong in the camper and that uh and that y'all just continue to uh to to just you know put yourselves out there i'm excited to see where where this next episode is going to go tony we need to manage your expectations (laughs) (laughs) but we did buy an extra gas can at walmart yes we did (laughs) and as we look up we see something leaking i think it's the ac Oh, let's hope not. That sounds expensive. <laughs> and we're in Southern California. We need that AC. Yeah. Well, All righty. If you're ever in Alabama and you run out of gas, just holler and I'll, I'll come help. Okay. <laughs> sounds great. Hey, this is your host, Tony Oravet of the Leadership Legacy Podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this past episode. It would mean the world to me if you would go and rate this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Show notes and information on today's guest are on leadershiplegacy.show. 